thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. I am your shaky uni ghost, Love That Rebecca. This is Tidbits, extras that you love to love even more. Little sumptuous extras that didn't make the original show. This is from the interview with Stevie Valance. Let's talk a little bit about your teaching and um, teaching your animation classes. You've been doing it for a little while now. How, how long have you been doing it? Um, my first class was in Vancouver back in 95. Yeah. And, um, so. yeah, and then I just started teaching. There wasn't anything like it um, in, in really anywhere. Um, there was one other I teacher bet. that I knew of in L.A. and uh, maybe a couple more, but only one who, who taught animation. There aren't many animation voiceover teachers to this day. Um, my best advice, the closest that I'll parallel to it, is improv acting. And so people ask me, you know, if, if I can't afford to take your workshop or I'm in another city or the timing's not right, what can I do? As I tell everyone, take an improv class and there will be something in your community, a local improv class, and that's to get you to do characters and to fully embody them. And it has not, you know, not get hung up on the difference between now you throw a mic in front of you because there's no difference. The only difference between animation acting and improv acting is that your feet are nailed into the floor and there's a microphone in front of you. Otherwise, the entire thing is the same. You have to use your body. You should be sweating. You're using so much energy to do animation acting and it's no different so that's i i studied at the groundlings phil hartman was one of my ah, very famous and and groundlings. yeah and and so you know if it's an, that phil I, hartman I, was yeah. was your teacher one of my teachers oh my god people, and they're still really the, the the same people are like it you know that not phil obviously but there are people there that have been there forever and i i think i should you know be on the board of directors at the Groundlings. I, I recommend so many people to take their classes. So, but they aren't. They aren't. There's Second City, and there's many different local um, improv groups that would be a great foundation before you even got into animation acting to see because that's really what you have to love is character building. That's really you know the money aspect's great, and as I say again, everybody thinks it's warm and fuzzy. You still got a very very hard business, very competitive business, a lot of money it takes to make a demo, market yourself, and all that stuff in addition, can sour the whole experience of being an animation actor, which is a very beautiful thing. So the, the heart and soul of it, though, is character acting. So that, that number one has to be what you love to do more than anything. And that will help you get through all the other stuff as you just keep remembering how much you love that. And that's going to make that's that's really what it's the nuts and bolts of it is. You have to love that more than anything. Yeah. And uh, some good advice I've also heard just to, to add to that is that when you do go audition, to look at it as the job and consider it as that's the work. You know, take that as is the job. The process of auditioning is the job. When I get the job, that's my vacation. Now I can relax and celebrate. <laughs> I did it. Now's the party. The work what? is getting the work. Absolutely. Well put. Yeah. 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 And what other, um, do you want to share any other little tidbits about um, yeah. the, the ac animation school efforts there? Yeah, I would say there's a few little tips that I could give people for just starting out. Um, um, first of all, I'm not when I cast, I'm not interested in how many voices other than if you can do characters. Voices mean nothing to me. Everybody 
everybody has funny voices. Everybody can do Homer Simpson and, you know, Arnie Schwarzenegger and whatever. You know, you can do voices. Uh, you know, Donald Duck, whatever your favorite Porky Pig. The mimicking, you know? the mimicking aspect. But, but the heart and soul of it is what will get you the part. It's the, it's the, the parallel I make is, is there's from the neck up. That's the 10%. And then there's from the neck down. And that's the 90%. And it's the 90% from the neck down, the heart and soul that's going to get you the part. And that's, again, is, is solid character acting is a strong sense of visualization. That's what's it, it's, it, it's not about doing the voice of a, of a 70 year old man or an 80 year old man. It's about becoming an 80 year old man. The voice will take care of itself. The voice is a result of you doing the character work. As soon as you start to just do the voice, you, 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 you're just a voice then, and that's not going to get you the part. You know, so. it's interesting that you say this because it sounds to me like you still have a lot of people that must be, the reason why you say this is because you're, you're getting the, the, the responses that a lot of people think it is just about mimicking. But I remember when I got into this business a long time ago, people will always say, it's acting. It's not just using your voice. It's that's acting. Right. You have yeah. to love acting. You have to yeah. understand that. You, that that's what you're doing. Right. It's it's not exactly. about talking in a mic. Yeah. Mm. What is acting? I mean, some people think it's about having a pretty face and a pretty body. That would be parallel to somebody thinking it's just about having a funny voice. That would be the parallel I would make. Mm. But actually, the difference is it's the actors that make you cry that are the good actors. It's the ones that move you when you when you when they cry. It's because they're really seeing what they're going through. And so you see it. You feel it because they you feel, feel it with them. Sweat. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. not because you have a deep voice either because you're some announcer style. You know, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's really about acting. Yeah, and we were starting to say, you know, voiceover, there's many different types of voiceover. The umbrella called voiceover would include, right. for instance, commercial acting, narration, and unfortunately, they, they put animation acting under that umbrella. But, you know, when I'm auditioning and agents send me their bestest voiceover actors that are raking in, you know, six figures on commercials, mm -hmm. those actors are often the most stilted when it comes to animation acting. So wow. I, I believe and I've ex I have experienced and lived it and breathed it and auditioned it that the best actors all that you can do it the other way around. If you're an animation actor first, you can play the role of a commercial actor. You can play the role of a narrator, but you can't necessarily get somebody who's a narrator for to play an anime to play characters you can't do it the other way around as easily it's, it's a rare time that you'll find a commercial actor can also do animation acting wow. but wow. <laughs> that's really a treasure everybody listening that was a piece of gold that she just said <laughs> you know again about really all animation acting is is extremely good character acting and also not just it's also finding the the brilliance in the originality and creating original characters is another skill in itself and sure. and i say the key to that is not being afraid to make mistakes not being afraid to fall on your ass and 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 get bruised a little bit by taking some risks isn't it marianne williamson or some one of those great new age gurus who says you know isn't it more risky to not risk isn't it mm. riskier to not risk so that's that's kind and of in this uh, sense yeah you that's what you're saying yeah yeah to not be afraid of that and um not be afraid to say look like a jerk that's another one. That which I, is I where like improv, based on your pr prior advice, which is where improv really helps because it really teaches you about that aspect, wouldn't you say? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, being completely free, it's very freeing. It's like jump, jumping off, I imagine, with bungee, you know, bungee cord, something I've never done, or jumping out of a plane. And people say, people actually, there are people who've asked me, you know, that they parallel it to that. And wow. it's just, it's, it's the same as jazz singing. Again, not being afraid to look like a jerk, you know. All of my jazz pictures, I look like a jerk. I've got my hand, I like, I'm totally crazy looking. I'm not... So I'm not thinking about how I look. No, you right. Know? You're feeling something. When I'm auditioning and I see an actor walk in, they've got their hands in their pockets. There's this inside thing inside of me that goes, eh, next. Because I know they're not free. I know they're going to be a lot of work for me to get them to be big. And big acting is very different from overacting. That's really key. Big acting is seeing big. Instead of seeing a three-foot fire, you see a three-story fire so that you're connected to truth in your visualization. So you don't just go, there's a fire! You go, there's a fire! Now, you hear the difference? Totally. I was connected to three-foot fire on the first one and a 33-story foot. I saw it, but it wasn't overacting. It was animation acting because I'm seeing the truth of it. So I always say to people, turn up the stakes in your own visualization. If you're seeing something really gooey, see it with slime and blood and guts and really gooey. And so see something that will evoke a reaction in yourself. It's up to you to direct yourself. It's up to you to set up your visualization to to say if it's really gross, see something that's really gross so you'll be grossed out authentically. And then it'll be truth. Then it'll be real. You won't just be putting on the voice of somebody who's grossed out or mimicking somebody because that's not going to get you the part. Because again, the actors that make us cry are the ones, they're, they're the ones that really move us. And it's the same. You have to really move those people in the room. So you have to really see it for them them to see it. You can't fake it. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Another big gold nugget for those listening. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'd say, you know, I'd say three golden rules or maybe four would be, you know, for beginning beginners are, you know, have the willingness to play like you're in a huge sandbox. So be a kid again, have the willingness to play, you know, be into playing and just having fun. That's number one. I would say number two is to not listen to the sound of your voice. As soon as you listen to the sound of your voice, it's over. Um, Another thing along that line is as soon as you say, I can't, it's over. Mm. If I am with a student or I'm with, or I'm actually directing somebody, I can't, there's nothing I can do with that as a director. It is over. I might as well say the session's over and next Uh, i can't make somebody want to do it so if you say i can't it'll you know or you feel it or you think it you have to correct that thinking in your head and every time you hear yourself say it in your head i can't i couldn't do that that's the one thing i couldn't do you have to find a way to go yes i can yes i can yes i can right right so that's sort of a psychological thing to work on as a as a if you really want to do this just have an inner dialogue with yourself and tell yourself to stop it (laughs) yeah yeah, it takes practice it's not something you it takes practice. And you know what? Even 30 years doing it now, I'm still working at that. It never goes away. I, I, I've now just more or less just, trained. I know, right. I know now that that's a myth inside of me. So I have a little, right. it's a psychological game. Right. Um, it's, it's like being nervous and doing it anywhere. Anyway, right. people anyway. all the time. I'm so nervous. I can't do it. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, well, do it anyway. Do it anyway. Right. Exactly. And, and then, and then that you just learn to do that over and over and over again. And eventually it doesn't stand in your way. So then I'd say the third thing is energy. And this is a lovely, a lovely little uh, tip. You know, energy um, is not the same as volume and it's not the same as speed. Um, let me give you an example. Um, this is speed. Right. Okay. This is energy. (laughs) 
The third example is, this is energy and speed. Right? <laughs> right. So, you see what I mean? It's energy is just, you should be sweating. Energy is required on every single animation read. Even if it's anime or feature film, there's more energy involved in the animation acting field than, say, theater or on camera. It's just a dose. It's like goosing uh, musical comedy acting. Musical comedy acting would be probably the most energetic genre of acting next to animation acting. So I would say it's musical comedy acting slightly goosed or slightly elevated. Wow. Oh my God, it's so exciting the way you describe it it's that way. It's <laughs> hard to intellectualize it, but people ask me to all the time. So I try to find the words that can joggle, you know, people so yeah. that they can you to know, relate to it. Yeah. And again, and then I don't want them to think too much and I don't want it to come from head. So there's a danger there with people thinking, ah, I'll just do this now. And that, that's what, I, you know. So again, back to basics, good acting, taking character workshops, taking an, improv, being free off a script. And I don't mean come up with the words. You, you don't want to insult the playwright. You want to enhance what the playwright has given you so that the playwright thinks, wow, this person's really making my words come off the page. Which They're is making, what you really yeah. want to hear. That's when you're that's acting. Gonna part, you know, is when the yeah. playwright, ah, oh, you know, they've added, they've given me the the stuff I didn't write. For instance, the laughs or the sounds or the, you know, mm. you don't have you don't have the visual of a pregnant pause. You can't have pregnant pauses in animation, right? Because there's no sound, there's nothing to see. So right. you've got it so locked in that maybe a sound or mm, ah, ah, as you're lifting, you know, the the, <laughs> the playwright does. Right. That's something, you know, it might say grunt. So exactly. If you're lifting and, you know, and you're doing it or out of breath, out of breath and I'm talking, oh, all that. Right. Is, that, that would be considered, say, improv or walla. And, and that, again, um, it's not because of that. It's because I'm so locked into the visual that is just as a result coming out of my mouth. I'm not thinking about it. Right. The, the it's natural activity or natural sounds rel relative to the action in the script itself that yeah, you're and, and relating to. Even silence. Even silence could be, um, but, but, you know, to a point, it has that, I can't explain it, but that silence has to be filled with almost a silent energy. You still have to be so locked in that it's carrying you to the next sentence. Um, and there may be perhaps a sound or something that comes out of that. Yeah, but it's like not a, like to, <laughs> yeah, like to intellectualize, it's maybe like a silence with anticipation. Right. But you right. don't have the facial expression to keep somebody entertained. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What gold. What gold. More than nuggets. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, a bucket load of nuggets. Thank you so much. <laughs> You've been listening to Love That VoiceOver, brought to you by your host, lovethatrebecca.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>